Welcome to Wired AF. You're listening to episode five of the podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you don't know, I'm Brandon. I'm the head coach at Ducati Fitness. I'm a weightlifter and nutritionist. I'm joined by Steph. Uh, and I'm soon to be a qualified osteopath and a Pilates instructor with a passion for exercise and health. Today, we're going to be talking about goal setting and motivation and how you can set yourself up for success in the long term. We find that as personal trainers, and you're obviously a nutritionist, and I work in allied health, it's really difficult to get people to basically achieve their goals and set goals that are actually going to be realistic and that they can achieve. So we just want to break down a few little things that uh, we, common, we commonly see. Um, a lot of people tend to follow the SMART framework, which you might have heard of. So S being specific, M being measurable, A being achievable, R being realistic, and T being timely. So all of those things together is supposed to give you the recipe to create the perfect goal, basically. And I guess today we want to challenge that a little bit, don't we, Brandon? Definitely, yeah. We see people go really specific and forget about all the other things that make up a really good goal and how to actually achieve the goal. They're so focused on the result that they kind of forget everything that makes up that goal and how to actually achieve it. So for example, we see people, you know, write down on a whiteboard all the lifts that they want to do and they want to add plus five kilos, but they're not really focused on how they're actually going to achieve that. They just focus on the number solely and people are always thinking, well, we always, always hear it in the classes, you know, I'd be happy if I was lifting a little bit heavier which is really funny because in the long term, that's not really an enjoyable process of setting goals. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just a number. Obviously, you want to lift heavier. So we kind of see this smart framework, if you can apply it correctly and understand that it's actually, a, there's a lot more to than just the, just the number or just writing down one specific goal. There's so many more daily tasks that go into achieving something. Yeah, definitely. And I think people forget as well that there are a lot of struggles that you don't always anticipate that come up in everyday life that are going to affect what goal you've set for yourself. Yeah. Um, for example, this year, we've obviously got the pandemic and gyms are shut. So a lot of people can't get to the gym and can't train and they can't put any weight on their lifts in any way. Um, or a lot of people are maybe struggling to make healthier food choices because they're now working from home. Maybe they're not getting their daily step count up like they used to. Um, now in Victoria, we're only allowed one hour outside a day for exercise. How does that affect people who are training for marathons, triathlons? You know, it's all well and good to have all these goals. What about when we don't have a pandemic, when you've got weddings and birthdays and all these other events that you want to go to, you have a social life and you have other things that we need to think about. So you've just got to remember that I guess life is going to throw things at you and you need to be a little bit more adaptable and understand and be prepared that these things are going to happen. It's never going to be an absolute perfect setting, perfect scenario to achieve this goal that you've set yourself? Definitely. We have set a lot of people up at the beginning of the year. We looked at the VWA calendar. For those that don't know, that's just the Victorian weightlifting calendar. And we decided what what comps I'd pick for certain people for the year. Initially, we said, oh, there wasn't that many comps in the year. We didn't, we, we didn't worry. So a lot of them were kind of planned all on the same day or we kind of bunched them all up. We planned out the first six months to see kind of how the year would go. Obviously, that's in the bin. Yeah. Now, how we were going to go about achieving all those goals still stays in place. People that have home gym setups, people that I'm working with that have the ability to access the equipment uh, that they need to do for weightlifting, they're going to continue to be performing all the same things, except instead of competing at a comp, they'll finish their program 
and perform the maximum lifts that they can at home. Big yeah. deal. I'll still be there coaching them. The difference is won't be at a sanctioned comp. No one's at a sanctioned comp in Melbourne. Everyone's in the same boat. Regardless, you're going to be doing the exact same things you would do to achieve your goals. Now, like Steph mentioned, if you don't have access to that equipment, but that's something that makes up a really big part of your training, you need to adapt as quick as you can. Maybe stop feeling sorry for yourself that you can't access the equipment that you want to. And now you have to start thinking, okay, well, I can do push-ups, I can do walking, I can do running. If there's nothing wrong with building a foundation of body weight exercises, there's gonna be plenty of things that are transferable from body weight training into weightlifting. Gymnastics requires no equipment. Best gymnasts in the world have in CrossFit have the best split jerks. So there's a lot of things that can mm -hmm. be taken from this scenario. Of course, we're just trying to make the best of this situation we can. So that's kind of how we've kind of adapted our clients that were initially uncertain or unsure about how they were going to go about achieving their goals for this year. So what would you say to someone then who say they have a home set up at the moment and they say to you, Brandon, I want to do a home training program. I want to put 20 kilos on my squat in the next eight weeks. Do you think that's realistic? Because I don't think that sounds really yeah, realistic. Yeah, of what course. What would you say to them? Of course, given the amount of stresses that we see at the moment. So we just got to consider the context. If you take everything out of it and you just say, cool, in a normal, normal um, person, we'd have to know how long have they been training for. Is that even realistic for them to complete? So yeah, we kind of go through that smart, smart framework and kind of understand is that something that they can actually achieve in that period of time. If they're a beginner, adding 20 kilos to their squat is not going to be a problem. If they're already squatting double body weight and then they want to add 20 kilos, that's a completely different story. More often than not, like I mentioned earlier, we see so many people just writing down arbitrary numbers that they want to add to their lifts. They just literally put the next five or 10 kilo, multiples of five on their lifts. I'm done, I don't know what's with that. I think we've all done that. Yeah. Like, yep. Oh, cool. I hit a 60 kilo snatch. So I want to do 65. Yeah. And you even see it, you even see it on Instagram. People do a PB and then they'll write, yeah, next time 170. Yeah. Next time 180. It's like, just celebrate shut, what you shut did. up. You just did a PB, mate. Like, I don't understand. So it's, you can already see it's already ingrained in people that it's like, okay, cool. What's next? It's not good enough. The, it's like an overachieving culture almost. Like definitely. we're so used to overachieving. We can't just accept yeah. what we've just achieved and be present with our current performance. Yeah, yeah. And then that leads to burnout and people can't hack it for a long period of time. They give up. How many people have you seen come and go mm. in uh, whether it's weightlifting or CrossFit or all, all the or other stuff? just like normal gyms. Yeah, so yeah. many people start something and give up so quickly. Definitely. Because I reckon they overcommit too early. Definitely. And you're better, it sounds really bad, but I don't want to say undercommit, but you're better off to do something that you know you can definitely do. Yes. It might be say three days a week is really achievable for you. Three days a week over the long term is going to be so much better so say if you're doing three days a week for a whole year, I feel like you're going to get a lot more results that way as opposed to six days a week for only two months. Yeah, people are always uh, so, they're not happy with their, where they are. They're so quick to want to be at the next level without really enjoying or understanding what needs to be done in order to get to that level. So with this person, for example, they want to add 20 kilos to their squat in eight weeks, we pretty much just want to sit down, look at their technique, say, you know, I'd rather you be consistent completing all the weights in your program. If you can do that, you're definitely on track for it to improve your training. So 
for people that don't know, if you have a program that you already receive and you're struggling with weekly weekly goals and how to actually do weekly goals, something that you can do every week is just complete the weights that your coach sets you. If you can complete all the weights that you're being given, you're on track to improving in the in the later stages of the program and hopefully resulting in, you know, improved one RMs or improved singles. So it's something that I'm always every week I'm just like, I just want to hit the weights that I've got to do. These are the weights my coach put for me. So these are the weights I have to accomplish. So looking at the weekly goals, they'll definitely add up. If you're hitting 80% for five reps, multiple sets, multiple weeks in a row, you're going to be on track for a PB. Physically, there's no reason you can't achieve it. No. Then it comes down to the mental. Yeah, then there's other things that, yeah, then there's other things that come into it. But definitely just, I think breaking down the goal, uh, it can be, it can be much more motivating that way. I, I think we both really believe in long-term consistency and making changes to people's lives that you can stick with and just do forever. Same yeah. goes with nutrition as well. We want to always, we want to make small changes that, yeah, you can always do. It's not too extreme, not too difficult because if something's too extreme, you just don't want to do it. You want to give up. It's got to be daily habits. I love daily habits. That's something that I'm really into. Yours is your weekly training. For me, it's just a small daily habit that adds up over the long term. And yeah. that's something that works really well for me. And then I can tick that little habit off my list. I'm like, yep, I achieved something today. Awesome. I know that it's going to all add up. Definitely. Yeah. So now, Steph, what if there's someone who comes to you and they ask, uh, they ask you a question saying, how can I lose 10 kilos? That's it. There's no other... Uh, parameters around this goal. It's just, I want to lose 10 kilos. I feel like that's so common for people to come and come to any health professional, whether it be a PT, a nutritionist, even as an osteo, people always say, or even just if sometimes if I talk to friends, a lot of women will say, oh, I just want to lose five kilos or 10 kilos. And it's like, they're never really just happy with where they're at. And they always want to just lose weight. And it's kind of like, well, you, I don't think that an, ex, an extreme diet is beneficial. We sort of touched on this already. Firstly, you're not giving me a time frame of when you want to achieve it by. And if you if you ask them a time frame, they're probably going to say, "Oh, in six weeks' time, I want to lose ten kilos." Immediately. Yeah. Can I lose my uh, ten kilos tomorrow? Is that how it works? No, that's not how it works. You need to be making consistent, small changes. I believe. So something really simple like drinking enough water each day. Like it sounds really easy, or eating enough vegetables. A lot of people may not eat enough vegetables. So just making sure you're making those nutritious choices, only having maybe takeaway meals once a week and then cooking all the other meals that you otherwise would have. Maybe maybe you're going to cook your meals at home instead of getting that takeaway, takeaway meal. So maybe you want to have make pizzas at home instead of getting a takeaway pizza. You can probably put less cheese on it, much better for you. So there's a lot of things to unpack there and someone who says, oh, I just want to lose 10 kilos. You've got to also wonder what's their mental approach. Like, you know, are they, is it a body image issue that they're not happy with how they look or do they generally think they're going to be genuinely think they're going to be happier if they lose weight? It's, or maybe they need to do it for their health. Maybe that's a really serious reason that they need to lose the weight. But a lot of the time, I think that it is people just aren't happy with how they look or their body image isn't, you know, up to a good standard just yet. And they, just think they're going to feel better. I a mean, good standard in their mind, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I've def- I've fallen into the trap as well of saying, oh, I just need to lose another five kilos and I'm going to be really happy. But 
once you lose the five kilos, you're not any happier. You look for the next five kilos. And then if you do that, you look for the next five or whatever it might be. It's just never enough. So you've almost just got to be really present with where you're at now and accept where you're at now. And it's okay to want to lose weight. I think that's okay. As long as you're doing it in a healthy way and you're looking at a long-term goal, this isn't something that's going to happen in six weeks time. It's something that's going to happen maybe over a year, maybe two years. And like I said, it's got to be daily habits that are going to accumulate to give you not necessarily the weight loss that you want, but give you the healthy life that you're looking for. Definitely. And I really liked how you touched on people completing those small tasks like drinking water, eating more vegetables, uh, making takeaway at home. These All these simple things are going to eventually become automatic mm. and they're going to perform really healthy habits, which will take you through to long term, regardless if we're in lockdown or not, regardless yeah. what we're doing. We just want to perform the same things all the time to create just really consistent habits which is going to help us achieve the goals really easily. Exactly. You've got to make it easy for yourself. And I think, you know, being in lockdown at the moment as well in Melbourne, it's really difficult because we're pretty much at a stalemate. Nothing's really changing. You know what I mean? Where a lot of us are working at home or maybe not working at all. Um, if you can't go to the gym, you kind of just have to do with do the best with what you've got. You know, if you don't have any equipment at home, which I don't, I have to just do bodyweight stuff. Um, and I'm probably not going to get stronger. I'm just going to be maintaining where I'm at. Um, same with, you know, I'm not looking to lose any weight. I just have to maintain where I'm at. How do I do that? Well, I eat my veggies, make sure I have enough protein. I have protein at every, at every meal, try and make good choices. And I think balance as well is really important. You know, making sure that you are allowing yourself to have those foods that they make you feel good. They taste good and they keep you sane. If you allow yourself to have them, you're not going to want to go crazy on them if you restrict yourself completely. Yeah, so touching on that and building on that is the enjoyment factor of your goal. So when we structure people's goals, it's I'm not gonna put someone in a weightlifting comp if they wanna do running, they wanna do a marathon. <laughs> so it has to be what they enjoy. Yeah. So if you're going to create the goal and you already see the goal as a threat, not necessarily as a challenge and you're not looking forward to it, it's going to make you approach the goal completely different. For example, that person who wants to lose 10 kilos, we want to give them a really satisfying diet and we want to give them all the exercises that they enjoy so that they can complete their goal. If someone's wanting to improve their weightlifting, we want to understand that, cool, there's gradings that you can compete at. There are comps going to be uh, that we can do eventually. So do you know that if you did this weight, not only is it this grading, but it also gives you this team qualification. So there's so much more behind it, which means the goal is a lot more meaningful and therefore completing it's going to be a lot more enjoyable than just saying, yeah, I've just completed 95. Now I'm going to do 100 just because it's the number where reality is it means nothing. So we want to make sure that enjoyment process is there. A lot of the times and working briefly with a sports psychologist, the biggest thing she'll say to me, for example, is, you know, obviously you want to lift heavier or obviously you want to improve. Everyone does or most people do who are com doing something competitively and it's, mm. it's challenging. So it's coming back to, well, how often do you remind yourself how much you really enjoy what you do or how much do you, for example, for myself, how much do you remind yourself when things get challenging do you remind yourself, yeah, I love this. 
in a CrossFit workout, the reason why I worked out quickly that this training wasn't necessarily for me is every time I started doing it, I was like, why am I doing this? I hate this so much. <laughs> Whereas now when I'm doing weightlifting, the same feelings come out, but I'm just reminding myself, yeah, this is great. I love this. This is why I do it. I love this feeling. So you can see how by finding the exercise type that you love or something that's very similar to it, for example, if you were doing reformer classes at your Pilates studio, your studio might be doing online mat classes. A lot of the two, a lot of the th movements are going to be similar. You might find that that's going to be just as satisfying and will fill that void or fill that uh, enjoyment in the meantime until you come back. There's no need to just sit on your hands and say, "Well, I'll just wait for uh, gyms to reopen." Exactly. There's lots of other things that you can do instead. So, yeah, the enjoyment factor is really, really important, and yeah. I think kind of overlooked. There should be smart and then e at the end or e smart because that's <laughs> yeah. such an important thing because if it's not the process isn't enjoyable and trusting yourself to to just go follow through the process isn't fun why would you want to do there's it? no way that you'll complete the yeah. goal so it's it's kind of like when people compete at a high level you'll see they're so intrinsically motivated with um for example you look at olympic athletes if they couldn't care less that it's you know how much money they might win for that that, if they um, win anything yeah like if we look yeah. at professional weightlifters mm -hmm. i don't care if they there's no money in it they're yeah. doing it all for themselves uh if you look at you know i'm not too sure what the uh average track and field athlete gets but i don't think it's too much more than weightlifter <laughs> so you can see that unless it's unless you're usain bolt and you are the fastest on earth you're all doing it for yourself and you're smashing yourself in training for yourself that's all comes down to enjoyment and being intrinsically motivated yeah. and having a team supporting you so that enjoyment factor needs to be there. And you can see how many people quit things because they might be awesome at it. And you, you just want to tell them, just keep going. How are you going? You're going to be at a great level soon. But they stop because they no longer find it enjoyable anymore. Yeah. And food's like that as well, I think. You know, you need to make food tasty and you need to make it different and you need to try and get creative. I think if you can learn to cook for yourself and start to try new recipes for yourself it's going to create a lot more fun surrounding the actual food and the experience of eating something that's healthy and especially if you've prepared it yourself it's even more satisfying i think like i love cooking and i love making new dishes or getting creative with dishes i don't really eat a lot of meat i eat a lot of tofu and we've been talking about this this week on the Akati Fitness members yep. page. If you're on there, great. If you're not, maybe you need to get on there. <laughs> and um, so I have to get creative with tofu because if you've ever had tofu before by itself, it's not the best thing in the world. You need to add flavors and sauces and whatever to it. doesn't mean it has to be unhealthy. It's got a great protein content, but you know, you can cook it with pesto. You can cook it in a curry. You can cook it in a soup. You can make a scramble out of it. You can do so much with it. Um, and you just have to get a little bit more creative, but find the things that you enjoy. Uh, even like I love eating vegetables, but I don't like fruit. Like I'm one of those people, you know, this Brandon, I hate fruit. I can't stand it. So I won't eat fruit and I'm not a bad person, but I just eat lots of veggies. Well, if, if, you, if someone wrote you a diet or said the only way for you to achieve your goal is to eat fruit, you wouldn't be able to achieve that goal. No well, because yeah. you don't want to, because it's not going to be enjoyable for you. It's going to be a horrible process. Exactly. So yeah. we can see just by making that connection. Yeah. Okay. It's trivial that we're talking about that, but <laughs> it's going to be a lot easier to achieve if, if you're enjoying it. So it's something that we just want to keep reiterating and we don't think people really find something that they 
I don't think a lot of people can really say that they're in love with the exercise or their diet. Not a lot of people can. Yeah. And I think it's just us educating and a lot of people uh, doing the right thing and educating people and teaching people that they need to do their own research. Do Find what you like. There's so many things out there. There's so many resources out there. This is just our examples. These are just our experiences. Find yeah. what you like, whether it's exercise or nutrition related. Mm-hmm. Work with some. Work with a professional. You'll be able to, or try lots of different things. Try a recipe book. Uh, look at look recipes up online. There's so many free resources that you can access. And then the next thing on that is just staying motivated. You know, yeah. how do you stay motivated? Once to maintain you know, it, yeah. Yeah, like once you know what exercise you like, that's one big thing is enjoying what you do. That's going to help you stay motivated. But staying motivated is another challenge in itself, isn't it? You know, and there are tools that you can use to help you stay motivated because everyone's going to come into times where they don't want to do something or they don't want to eat healthy or they don't want to exercise. It happens to the best of us. And I think you're human and you're normal if it happens to you. So it's all right to have those days. And I think you need to accept that you're going to have those days. And on the days where you don't want to do anything, that's fine. Do something you do like doing. If you want to play PlayStation, if you want to read a book, if you want to have a hot bath, whatever it might be, like just do what you like for that day. And then you're going to feel so much more recharged to get back into achieving your goals the next day if you've allowed yourself to just relax and settle down. I think something that people are really people really struggle to do is actually using their social network, using their friends and family to help them achieve their goals. I think a lot of people are really I don't want to say self-conscious, but they're not like scared they, to ask yeah, for help. Yeah, yeah, I guess they I guess they're scared or they they refrain from asking people to help them where it's more you just want to work with someone or work together to achieve something. There's plenty of people out there who want to get fitter, but they're doing nothing, absolutely nothing about it. Mm. But all they need is they might just need that push from another person to help them. So I think just something simple as working together with whether it's your partner, which I recommend uh, communicating with your partner or a close friend or someone you can rely on that you can communicate with quite regularly and having a couple of people in your support network to help you achieve that goal might be something that you can tap into in this lockdown period that's going to help you achieve achieve your goals a lot easier. Yeah, and just on that communication point as well, it needs to be open communication. It can't be telling the person what they want to hear because I don't think that helps anyone. No. And like Brad and I, we've got a really good... We communicate really well, I think, but we've worked on it as well to make sure that we're really clear with each other what we need from each other. And I think that's like... I'm no expert in communication, but... I think that if you can be open with the person that you trust and you want to talk to um, in terms of your goals and your motivation, whatever it might be, maybe even in life in general, if you can be really clear with them and say, hey, I'm really struggling at the moment. Can you just hold my hand through this? I just need you to listen. And they'll, I'm sure they're going to say to you, yeah, of course, if that's what you need. I'm here for you. If, and it's got to go two ways, you know, or if you say, I really want you to pull me up if I'm eating this and I said, I don't want to eat it. I need you to tell me that. And if I respond this way, that's okay. But I need you to make sure you pull me up on it. And you just got to be really open and clear with each other. So open that communication pathway. But definitely working with other people is such a great way to stay motivated. And that's why group fitness classes are so popular. People love working out with other people, you know? Definitely. You can't take that away from someone. So, yeah. What do you do to stay motivated? What do I do to stay motivated? Yeah. Hmm, that's an interesting question. Thanks for thank you for asking. <laughs> I think 
I'm lucky that I have that support network. I have a really good coach that I communicate with regularly. I have you as a partner. I have a really good uh, family that supports me and yeah, it just makes things feel a lot easier. There's definitely some days where things can be quite challenging and I know that now I'm probably just listening to my body and understanding and, and like you said earlier, like you touched on, Steph, when you were discussing if you need that time to recharge and, and rest, I think that's really important. Something we want to discuss is burnout in the future episodes, definitely something we want to go into because we've both experienced it quite regularly or mm. sometimes quite regularly, which is not good yeah. and overtraining. But uh, yeah, I think just making things and just making sure I'm getting the rest and I'm enjoying it is pretty much all, all I do. And there's no real secret. I'm not really, there's nothing I'm doing that's groundbreaking or I have this special medicine I take that gives me extra motivation. <laughs> <laughs> there's no secret herbs to it. Yeah. No, it's, there's nothing really to it, which kind of sounds boring, but that's just the reality of it. Yeah, I'm not kind of hiding anything from anyone. <laughs> yeah. It's just I'm really lucky that I have the people around me to help me and makes it so much more enjoyable and fun. For a regular person, like I don't train at the same level as you do. I just kind of dabble in lots of different exercises now. I mean, I used to train a lot, but now I just kind of move and exercise and do what feels good. For me, I like to create lists. Like I'm a big list person. And on that list, I'll do it literally every single day. I'll write Monday and I'll write the little things I want to do for Monday. And then the next day, Tuesday, all the things I want to do. Usually on the top of that list is drink a glass of water or drink water. I used to set my goal as drink three liters of water. For me, that's not going to happen. No. So I'm better off just saying drink one glass of water. And if I can tick that off, I already feel like I've achieved something. It might be go for a walk. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but I make some of the goals really easy to achieve and some of them I do have to go out of my way to achieve it as well. Um, and I think that, I mean, also having, if you want to exercise and you want to stay motivated, having some good music or some good things to listen to um, or other people around you is a really good way to do it. I have podcasts I listen to, I listen to audio books. Um, I've been listening to lectures at, for uni when I go for walks lately. <laughs> and like that motivates me to go for a walk for some Does reason. Does it make you want to run? No. It speeds up? <laughs> the uh, audio doesn't speed up just because no. I do. I wish no, it did. <laughs> but you know, you've got to find ways to motivate yourself as well is what I'm saying. Being Everyone, Yeah, be proactive. Everyone's going to have their own things that help them be motivated to do what they want to do. And you have to find what works for you as well. We've given you some examples, obviously. But yeah, you've got to go out there and find your own. Awesome. Hopefully you guys enjoyed episode five of the podcast. You can catch us every Thursday. We'll be dropping a new episode every week. So stay tuned for that. Obviously, this one's going to be dropping on Thursday. We've also got our free ebook. If you guys want to check that out and download that, we've got, we just finished our really successful online seminars over the weekend. I ran a, well, Steph and I ran it together, our clean and jerk one. That was a massive success. And then Steph ran her rehab one, which was awesome. She got to talk about exercise basics for health professionals. She's also got her ebook online. We'll be running a snatch seminar in September. So that's coming up really soon. That's really exciting. We're going to be planning all the stuff out for that. So hopefully you guys are keen to get stuck into that stuff. That's all from us. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.